This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Brian Baldinger joins us, our Odyssey NFL insider, presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Uh, join Baldy, Jason Locke on Fora on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop on all the best prospects. It all starts on Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, free on the Odyssey app. With that, we welcome in our guy, Baldy. Baldy! How are you? Andy, Randy, I'm doing great, man. It's what, good to be with you guys. Good to hear your voice. What part of uh, the Mediterranean are you at now, scuba diving? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Randy, I'm, I'm looking out at a nice ocean in Fort Lauderdale right now, man. Oh. Like it's, it feels like the Mediterranean to uh, me. Ah, okay, all right, all right. I knew you'd be all over in Israel and all that kind of stuff. You know, sightseeing <laughs> stuff. Sounds <laughs> sounds peaceful. It sounds very nice. Yeah, it is. What yes. What can the Falcons do at eight? What should the Falcons do at eight that would make Falcons fans feel that level of peace. What could make them feel that uh, that calm that they can do at the number eight pick? Are the Falcons always looking to draft an edge pass rusher? It seems like they're always in the market for somebody that can get to the quarterback. And whether they're drafting them and they're not too good, Vic Beasley, don't want to say any names, you know, <laughs> bringing in different guys. Like it seems like Jack they're McKinley. always in a position where they're looking to draft, you know, draft somebody at that spot. And, this might be a good draft to do it. Who do you think will be there at that spot, Baldy? Because, I mean, I know, I know we talked to you last week. You asked you about Jalen Carter and all those different things. I don't think Will Anderson will be there. But if there is a pass rusher there, who would you say they might take at eight or maybe even if they could probably move back a couple spots? Well, I mean, like Miles Murphy will be there. Um, Lucas Van Ness will be there. Nolan Smith will likely be there. Um, you know, I mean, those are just some names. Uh, I think Tyree Wilson would be gone. But if he's there, like, I wouldn't even think twice. I would, I would go get Tyree Wilson. Maybe these quarterbacks and a couple tackles and, you know, a guy that you just mentioned, Will Anderson, maybe they get pushed up. But if Tyree Wilson was there, like, I don't know. I think it would be a no-brainer, Randy. Let, let's say that, that he's not, but they go by – the standard that they always tell us they go by, which is best player available, which means really obviously there's some positions that are off the table, but for the most part, take, take all positions of need into account. Who do you feel like is the most likely best player available to be there at eight? Well, if, if Devin Witherspoon was there, I wouldn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. And putting him opposite AJ at the corners, um, I think that would be a really great cornerback uh, duo right there to go with these young safeties what they have uh like i think that position i think i think he's the best at that position in this draft and i think he's a difference maker just the way he reads routes um i haven't seen a corner hit like that yeah mm-hmm. i don't know like revis you know ronnie lock different guys but not many can play physical football like that like to me if he was there at eight it'd be hard to find a better player at any position 
uh, over Devin Witherspoon. Well, well, I think it's pretty much safe to say that at one, Carolina's taking a quarterback. Four, pretty sure that Indianapolis taking quarterback. But this Houston pick right here, if they don't go QB, I was we were talking about it yesterday. I said it'd be one of those things where I, because I, I didn't see them taking Singletary last year. You know, the, with the third pick over, I thought it was going to be about Sauce Gardner. If they if they stay at two, do you think they go Will Smith right there or Jalen Carter? I, th- I think that if they don't take a quarterback there, I think they're going to be looking to trade out of there. Right. You know, but take so, two. you know, do they trade with Indianapolis and Indianapolis gets their pick a quarterback, the second best quarterback? That, that's, that might make sense. Like, I can see Indianapolis doing that, even though Indianapolis, you know, it's not like they have a whole bunch of extra picks and they have a whole bunch of positions to fill. But if they wanted to trade in front of Arizona before, I don't know, Somebody else does, like whoever, maybe it's Tennessee or something. You know, the fact that they have a second first-round pick, you know, in the top 12, maybe they feel comfortable taking whatever quarterback is there. But um, I feel like if they're there at two, they're looking to trade. And if they can't get a trade partner, then they should draft Will Anderson. Like, guy started 41 straight games at Alabama. Um, not many 18-year-olds walk into Tuscaloosa and dominate the SEC the way he did. Yeah, I know the, the Will Anderson conversation has has been strange for me. Not like anyone's not saying he's great, but he seemed like such an obvious home run last year, and then he played another year and was very good again. And people seem to be kind of talking themselves out of it. Maybe, maybe that's just what yeah. happens in the draft process. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I, I I agree with you, Andy. I feel like you know he started forty-one straight games. You watch any game over the last 41 games at Alabama. Like, 31's on the field, like, literally every play. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he comes off the field. And so, like, could there truly be a Will Anderson fatigue? <laughs> like, I thought yeah. if he came out of the draft, if he was eligible to come out last year, then the first pick. Right, absolutely. Like, I, I felt like he was that type of player. Like, he's not any less of a player, just that you're just so used to seeing him. Yeah, fatigue is a good – maybe that's what it is. People have had so much time to nitpick him. They've nitpicked him to the point where they're talking themselves out of it. How many quarterbacks do you think will be taken before the Falcons pick at eight? Mm, I feel like three will be taken. I feel like C.J., Bryce, and Anthony Richardson um, are going to be taken before the Falcons pick at eight. Wow. Dog it, Baldy. This – this Richardson, it's boomer buzz. You know, we we do know that it's boomer buzz. Where would oh you, yeah. I mean, would you see him going to Carolina? But uh, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry, not Carolina, but uh, to like Indianapolis or somewhere where who the hell is their established quarterback? Because he's not ready to play this year, Baldy. No, no. In fact, you know, like I work with Maurice Jones, Drew, and I, I love Maurice. Yeah. And every year he has like two or three guys that he falls in love with, and he's absolutely spot on. His record is unreal. Javon Holland was one of them. I mean, just he just not that he studies the whole draft, but you know, he, but he has Anthony Richardson going number one to Carolina, like he's the next Cam Newton. Now, you know, he might just be doing that mock draft thing where you just like let me change it up here. You know, I mean, all that stuff happens, but like Anthony Richardson's going to get overdrafted, Randy. Right. And, and you know, you can overdraft a receiver or an offensive lineman, and they can grow into their bodies and they can compete right away. You know, but not a quarterback. Quarterback, man, you just there's just so many components to that position where experience really matters. And you know, Brock Purdy started 47 games. You, you, nobody in San Francisco was surprised 
when he went out and played like he did. But he had 47 starts here. Kenny Pickett started 50 games at Pitt. You know, Ritter started a bunch of games at Cincinnati, 50 games. Like, like experience matters at that position more than any other position. And so it's truly boom or bust. Maybe the guy just loves football more than breathing, and he just lives it, and he accelerates the way we saw Jalen Hurts accelerate. Right. That's a possibility, and that's the boom or bust right there. Brian Baldinger joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, Odyssey NFL Insider, NFL Network as well. Check out the draft coverage on uh, Thursday night starting at 7, free on the Odyssey app. Who would you take number one? If, if you were in charge of, of that draft selection, who are you taking number one overall? I would take Bryce. I would take Bryce Young. Like, I actually think his size works to his advantage. Why is that? Because he's just so quick and sudden in the pocket. Like, he's, his ability just to escape you know, somebody coming right at him, a free hitter, you know, somebody leaking off from like, he just has that GPS system in his head where he just knows exactly how far to move suddenly quickly, like, like, a, like just like his suddenness and quickness is just so impeccable. And then his decision-making is just that, that I actually think like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. The size now, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, like, Maybe Grady Jarrett falls on him week one and, you know, his shoulder pops into the middle next week. I guess that could happen. Like, I just didn't see that happen in college at all. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, well, you know, we watched a lot of them and, and all those other things. Bijan Robinson, I know that there was some talk last week. A lot of people had him mocked to the Falcons and everything. Is he that special of a top 10 talent that if, if he's there and Falcons might go with their best player available, do you take him? Yeah, I like I like Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. Like I like their punch yeah. at that position. You can find a lot of good backs in this draft. But I'll just say this, Randy. Like I, I'm not down on Bijan, but at all. Like I think he's really a great player and probably, you know, probably somewhere around the tenth best player in this draft. But you know, you watch him against the two best teams he played at against last year, Alabama and TCU, and he gained 86 yards and 33 carries. Mm. And a bunch of those 33 carries, he didn't gain a yard. And I go, is this really a generational talent? Because it didn't look like that against TCU and Alabama. Now, you could go up there against, you know, Louisiana Monroe and, you know, Kansas, and you, you, you can run for 200 yards. But against the two best teams, he didn't do that. In fact, he didn't even look like the best running back on the field in those games. Right. So, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to do my homework on him and go – I'm not going to use generational talent at a position that's the most injured position in all of football. Well, yeah, I didn't get a chance to hear what you said about Jalen Carter last week, but I guess a, a couple of different things have happened with him since then. Anyway, he's been meeting with more teams. Do, do you think that any of the meetings and questions that he may have answered changed the way that these teams in the top 10 might feel about him over the last week or so leading into the draft? Well, I don't, I don't know what the conversations were like, Andy, but you know, we'll know next Thursday. As the, as the first round, because if he drops below Seattle at five or Detroit at six, then those meetings didn't go very well. Right. Or there was something that flagged him in those meetings. And that might not even be from, you know, he wasn't in good shape at his pro day. That would put up a flag. Um, you know, he had three sacks, you know, this year playing the SEC. Like, that might put up a flag. Um you know, maybe there's some things that could flag him, but we're going to know if he drops past Detroit because both Seattle and Detroit need a player like that in the middle of the defensive line. Yep. And if he drops past them, then something didn't go right in some of these meetings. 
Baldy, we appreciate, appreciate it. it As always, thank you. Yeah. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Brian Baldinger there, NFL Network, Odyssey NFL Insider as well. Follow him on Twitter, at BaldyNFL, for all his Baldy breakdowns. And again, uh, he will be with Jason Lockhonfora on the first night of the draft, the first round, for an inside scoop on all the best prospects. Uh, so check it out, free on the Odyssey app starting at 7 o'clock.